1: back in. Second hour here on Wednesday morning. And again, I don't get wrapped up in the National Day calendar, but it is Positive Thinking Day, so let's try and have some positive thoughts as we discuss the issues of the day. At 508-996-0500, let's go right back to the phones. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Uh, good morning, Jim. How you doing?
0: Jim, I just want to comment on a previous caller that said that if... if uh we make the statement that, you know, why are we taking care of these people if we haven't taken care of our own homeless population? And he said that that is socialism. I want to make sure that, you know, I get out there that socialism is much more, much, much more than wanting to address a homeless population um, is much different. We're not socialists if we say, you know, we want to put things in place and not even give money, but put things in place to take care of a homeless population. And second, I don't believe that I really can't believe that all these people are here legally. I mean, the government could tell us, you know, the uh, Somerset government official could say, oh, they're here legally. Now, if you believe that, I mean, that's fine. You can believe that. But I I know, you know, I mean, I don't believe it. I believe that I don't believe that people who seek an asylum, the whole world. Under the asylum laws, can come to the United States, and we're obligated to just let everybody in because they they say that they they need asylum. Oh, right. that's, that's,
1: that's that's that,
0: that is that's, kind that's, of how it's set up. Well, no, that's not how it's set up. There's stipulation. Then if it is, we might as well pack it up and go home now. Because yeah, there's the United steps United to States follow. It th- wouldn't exist anymore. There's that's steps to follow, but we up. don't
1: we don't turn people away that are seeking asylum if they follow no. the steps.
0: No, they used to hold people in certain areas of the country and then did the background to check to, to, to confirm asylum. Asylum isn't escaping a country because there's lawlessness. That's not one of the if you have a, if you're coming from a lawless country,
1: that's not a reason to seek asylum. So you don't you don't think that the fact that they're worried that their wives and daughters are going to be kidnapped and raped and human trafficked, and that they don't they can't even walk down the street without a fear of being shot, you don't think that that's a reason to seek asylum?
0: Tim, that's not my personal opinion. I'm telling you what the law says. So what, I'm telling you so, that the asylum laws do not it specifically says that not to escape crime uh, for for personal benefit of someone else.
1: So then, what is because what is? So just, then, what is the definition of why someone can seek asylum?
0: So there's two there's two different reasons you can do it for because you were persecuted or you're in fear of being persecuted. For several different reasons, and crime ain't one of them.
1: So then, what are the reasons?
0: For example, if you were uh, a member of, uh, uh, for, for example. A political po- a party that's not in uh in charge at the moment and now they're coming after you because you're a republican or a democrat that's one reason uh you could be um a member of some group that's anti-government in that country now you're subject to some type of persecution so there's a couple different reasons but crime the fact that a country is riddled with crime for personal gain of another person is not a reason for asylum. And that's the law. So all of these people that are coming here claiming asylum is because they're in fear of uh, persecution, not victims of crimes. And you're right, there's some countries, for example, that may uh, force marriages, right? Uh, the Middle East, Mm -hmm. they might cut off some genitalia of some of the women. That's persecution. That's a reason for asylum. Not because you're walking down the street and you become a victim of some type of drive-by shooting.
1: That's, that's That's not a reason to seek asylum. But, I mean, I guess that would feel, if those are the, I mean, the gangs are the ones that have taken over Haiti. They're the ones that are actually running things there. So would that count as a type of persecution? I'm not.
0: I'm, I don't believe so. I believe that's personal crime, like in this country. We have gangs in Chicago. Took over Chicago.
1: Well, that's a little bit different. We I still, we so. still have a, we still have a president of the United States. They, over, their, their president was murdered.
0: Yeah. Hey, I, those are all. I'm just telling you what the law says. I'm not the judge. I'm not an immigration judge. I'm just telling you what it is, just to, you know, get people to think about what the law says instead of run. You know, instead of you know believing. Uh, what they think it might say. I'm just telling you what it says. So now, law,
1: law aside, let me ask mm-hmm. you about your feeling, and I know that you're you're trying to look at this black and white in, in in the letter of the law, but on your feeling, wouldn't you want to give asylum to people that were in that situation?
0: I want to be able to handle what our economy can handle. Regardless of the reason. So, let, let's just... So, for, for example... If we have a shortage in housing in a certain area of the country or in any part of the country, um, I don't think that we should uh, exacerbate that situation by putting homeless people who don't have, needing homes in that area of the country.
1: What if the uh, barriers were removed here that that these these migrants who are coming in here, the people who are applying for asylum, uh, can't go to work, What if those barriers were removed so that they could go to work and begin taking up some of those jobs that aren't being filled by Americans and were contributing? Would that be a different situation in your mind?
0: Well, I don't think that it would be different in my mind because I think that they're not here in accordance with the laws that we have. And I've said this before on the show. If the immigration system needs to be overhauled, then the people we elect and pay To take care of the people in this country, the United States citizens need to do their job and do it, not bend the rules and break the law. Because we can't criticize people in other countries for breaking the law and shootings and when our own government is breaking the law. We can't do it. It's hypocritical. Get off your butts and fix the immigration process so that all this argument goes away.
1: And I do think a lot of this is designed to kind of force that hand, you know, that the more you can talk about what a crisis this is, the more that it might actually force the hand of getting some sort of, you know, comprehensive change to the immigration policy.
0: Isn't that nice? Yeah. I mean, Isn't that a wonderful way to do a business? Shouldn't have, have to nice be that taxes. way, but. huh? Isn't that nice? We're paying taxes. And so let's make it so miserable and divide the country that we force change.
1: I mean, sometimes, though, that's the only way change happens, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. That's what I signed up for and served this country for. All right. Well, thank you for the call. All right. And uh, let's take another call here. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are next on WBSM.
2: Mr. Weisberg. Yes. Are you as proud as you can be as being a big anti-American as you are?
1: I don't think that's a fair, uh, a, a fair characterization. Oh,
2: it is. It is. You know, there, the illegal... Aliens, my choice of words, that are coming in here are only doing this for two reasons. Because the corrupted anti-American president, fake president that we have right now, was allowing them to do this. And the second reason is because the devil himself, Barack Obama, and his husband, Michael,
1: they're not the whole Oh, jeez, no. None of that crap. Not doing that. You want to call up and talk about things in a respectful manner, we can do that. You want to start saying stupid things like that, you're going to get the hang-up. Again, it has nothing to do with your with your points. It has nothing to do with your opinions. It has to do with the way in which you're presenting them. We're not doing that here. 508-996-0500, if you want to call in and chime in. I got a few app chat messages that I can read. Uh, Bags in New Bedford, sorry it took me a little while to get to yours. Uh, So when will you care when you can't afford to support your family because we have to support these migrants? Well, we've been supporting people coming into this country for a long time, and I, I don't feel like it has had an overwhelming effect on me yet. And I'm hoping that they will allow these folks to be contributing members of society and not have to just be here for handouts. I'm hoping that they can put these people to work and they can take some of those jobs. And some of them have already. Some of them have been here long enough and, and have gone far enough through the process that those barriers are removed and they can work. And what am I seeing on social media? Comments about people saying, well, when I, you know, there's a Haitian person that works at this place that I go to and they're very rude to me. You know, when you start saying things like that, do you know what I'm hearing? that you just don't want the Haitian people here. It has nothing to do with who they are as people. Because I go into places all the time where people are rude to me. Unfortunately, that's just the nature of the service industry these days. They need the help so much that they let people get away with you know, not exactly being the best people, the best in, uh, representation of their company. But I don't feel the need to go on social media and talk about how that person you know, was, was very rude So I'd like to see more of that. I'd like to see more of them being able to contribute to society. I'd like to be able to see them, okay, fine, they're in a motel room that the state is currently paying for, but why not get them a job and say, you can go in, you can stay in that motel room, but now you're paying for it. And by the way, that's the the whole idea of and I don't want people to think that I'm all on board for putting migrant families in hotel rooms. First of all, I think it's a good idea on an emergency basis in a time when it's the off season because at least somebody's in those those rooms. But I also have an issue of, you know, I remember in Wareham a few years ago, just and this is just as an example. There were people that lived in those rooms year round. And I'm going to tell you right now, full disclosure, I lived in a motel once. Not for long, only for about a month or two. But I lived in a motel when I was in college. And in Wareham, they made a law a few years ago that you can't stay in a spot. I think it was more than, oh, I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. I think it was six months or maybe three months or something, there was a limit to how long you could stay. Now, it wasn't always enforced, but they were able to use this as a way to kind of eliminate some of the, the problems that they had at some of these locations. They did have a problem with drugs. And by the way, these were American citizens. And I, how do I know that they're American citizens? I know somebody's gonna ask me because I know these people. I lived in the town. I went to school with some of them. I know who they were. And they were living in these motels and they were operating drug organizations out of those motels. So this was a way to kind of clean up some of that. But there were also legitimate families who had nowhere else to go that were thrown out on the street because they couldn't stay in these motels, which was all that they could afford. And there was a a great story that was written by a former Wareham Week reporter who went on to write for Al Jazeera. About this situation, so i don't I'm not a big fan of letting people live indefinitely in motels if you're not going to let that option be there for you know, say the people who that's all that they can afford to live. but I also would rather see them go to work and be able to start taking over paying for that room themselves. Now, some motels you know have different long term rates and they have daily rates. So I, and, and certainly I'm sure there's some negotiation involved with the state. So don't just go on price line and see what they're charging for a room and assume that that's what's getting paid for every room. But I'm sure that whatever that rate is, if, if these folks were able to go to work, you could, ex, you could expect them to, to pay that rate and still be able to survive. I'm assuming, you know, based on a minimum wage job of, of 30 to 40 hours a week. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. Uh, not bad. And Oak Bluff says, good morning, Tim. There is absolutely an undertow of racism towards the arrival of the asylum seeking Haitians in our area. I've been hearing that on WBSM and other talk shows in the region loud and clear. Um, and I I use the term prejudice, not interchangeably with racism. I, I, you know, I'm not saying that it's it's necessarily that, but I'm saying that there are preconceived notions as to, you know, who these folks are. I mean, if you want to find out what the true people are hate of Haiti are like, you know, the, the regular average everyday citizens call in and ask Barry. He's done missionary work in Haiti. He's written about it on multiple occasions, you know what it's like there. So he, he knows, and he has some insight into the Haitian people. Now this was before, of course, they had all their problems with their, their president being murdered and gangs taking over their country. But he knows what the, the fabric of that of that nation is and, and can share some insight on that for you. Um, and then Carol Ann in the sonnet says, I imagine the same people who say we have people in this country who need help are the same people that criticize the welfare system and declare that Americans in poverty are seeking handouts and taking advantage of programs like housing vouchers and SNAP benefits. Additionally, to the people who shout about our homeless and our veterans, what are you doing to advocate for them? I mean, aside from using them as your argument to fool your hatreds toward asylum seekers, it's complete hypocrisy. Regardless of politics, I'm not a fan of Trump or Biden, but this isn't a political issue. It's a humanitarian issue. I'm not rich, I work, and I live on a single income, but I will gladly see my current taxes and even additional taxes go towards helping others, whether they come from across the street or across the globe. We have always been a country that welcomes people who need help. Did we forget our Statue of liberty? Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. The wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Now we are a country completely divided, full of selfish, ethnocentric, know-it-alls who only care about themselves. And I think I think that in some ways it's easy to look at the way that people are saying we can't have our handout for everybody. We can't, you know, hold a handout for everybody that's that's seeking a handout or else we're not going to be able to survive. There's a difference between people who have that approach and the people who are just like, I only care about me and mine. But there is a lot of that in this. There is a lot of the, I only care about me and mine mindset because the to them, the idea of America is you work hard, you get what you earn, and that's the way that you make it. And it unfortunately doesn't work that way for everybody. Not everybody starts on an equal playing field. I know. I know that you want to believe in the the idea of America that everybody does. But not everybody does. So, it's, and I don't mean this just to be about migrants either. Some of those folks that you see out there on the street are not out on the street because they're drug addicts or mentally ill. It's because they do just can't make it anymore. And I'm going to tell you just from my own personal situation. I lived in a family that while we were never rich, we did okay. We survived. And, you know, there was a lot of kids in my family. We had five kids. But at the time, my parents had no issues with taking care of five kids. But when you suddenly lose your job, a job that you were, you know, the number two in command at, you had no idea that the number one was embezzling all the money. Next thing you know, you're, you're without a job and you've got to go start over at another company. Things get tight. And when things get tight and, and, and you can't always survive, you end up living in a tent. 508-996-0500. Caller, hang on. I, I got to just take a quick break. We'll be back in a few And welcome back in. We will take more of your calls in just a moment, but we're up against the news, so we can do that after the news with Adam. And if you are starting out your morning, if you're heading out and thinking, how am I going to start my day? Well, let me tell you, there's nothing like starting your day with a sunrise bakery and coffee shop muffin and latte or a cappuccino or a hot chocolate. You know, once you've got the kids on the bus and once you're back home or maybe you're in the office, whatever it may be, the managed chaos of the morning is behind you. It's time to sit down and relax, collect your thoughts, catch your breath and start your day the Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shop way. So stop on by at 506 Bolton Street in New Bedford. Get yourself something delicious to start your day off right. And then later on, you know, when you pick the kids up from school or when they get off the bus, you can bring them over to Sunrise Bakery and get an after school snack that will rock your kids world. You can get something outrageous like some of their desserts with European flair, some of their famous rice pudding. So many great things that make a great after school treat or maybe an afternoon treat for you. You've earned it. You deserve it. And you can get Sunrise Bakery's own sweet bread, their fresh-baked daily Portuguese bread and pops. You can get sandwiches, whether it's pre-made, like their caserla sandwiches, their tuna sandwiches, their chicken salad sandwiches, or you can just pick up a container of it and some of the rolls and make those sandwiches later. Don't forget, too, it's that time of year. Delicious pumpkin muffins and pumpkin cheese muffins, along with your favorites like corn, blueberry, and more. It's all at Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shop, 506 Bolton Street in New Bedford. All right, let's go now into the newsroom and get all the latest headlines of the day with Adam Bass.
3: The top Republican in the Senate isn't saying much about the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. President Senate, Majority, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell told reporters on Tuesday that his chamber has its hands full with passing bills to keep the government open and running to avoid a government shutdown by the end of the month. He added that Speaker Kevin McCarthy doesn't need any advice from the Senate on how to run the House. McCarthy has launched an impeachment inquiry into Biden over allegations but no proof that he benefited from his son Hunter Biden's foreign businesses dealings. Over 2,900 people have been killed after an earthquake rocked Morocco last week. The death toll is expected to rise. The number of people injured is now above 5,500, as the quake was the strongest to hit the nation in more than a century. Members of the Conservative House Freedom Caucus won't vote for a short-term government funding bill without conditions. The group says it will oppose any bill that doesn't include cuts, top-line spending, and policy reforms on the border. Department of Justice and, quote, woke policies in the Pentagon, though many Republicans have not defined what woke means. Hurricane Lee is likely to remain a large and dangerous hurricane for the next couple of days. Forecasters say the Category 3 storm had a maximum sustained winds of roughly 115 miles per hour as of late Tuesday night. A tropical storm warning has been issued for Bermuda as the system moves northwestward. It will likely bring dangerous rip currents and surf conditions at beaches along the U.S. East Coast this week. The White House insists the U.S. is not giving money to Iran, despite a $6 billion transfer of funds to the regime. More from Mark Mayfield. The money was part of a recent prisoner swap involving five Americans. The Biden administration allowed banks to
0: transfer
1: the frozen Iranian cash that was previously off-limits due to sanctions. The State Department says the money already belonged to Iran, and the regime can only spend it on humanitarian needs.
3: Republicans say that argument is absurd, and there's no way to actually trace what Iran spends all of its money on. I'm Mark Mayfield. And CDC advisors are giving the green light to an updated COVID shot. It's meant to target an Omicron stain that, strain that spread earlier this year. CDC Director Mandy Cohen signed off on the recommendation, giving the way for shots to become available before the end of the week. In sports the Boston Red Sox lost the Yankees last night at Fenway Park in two games a doubleheader. The Sox lost game 1 3 to 2 and lost game 2 4 to 1. The two will play in game 3 tonight at Fenway Park first pitches at 7:10 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast.
4: After some early patches of fog, we're going to repeat the forecast of yesterday. Chance of showers, chance of thunderstorms. It's going to be muggy as well, and we could see some locally heavy areas of rain. Look for a high of 76. For tonight, that whole system will depart, so we'll have some lingering showers and then tapering off to just clouds and some patchy fog. Lows will be in the 60s, and for tomorrow, mostly sunny, pleasant, and comfy with a high of 76. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Kelly Bates on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420
3: WBSM. Right now it is 68 degrees here in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app.
0: It's okay if you listen in the shower. Just keep it to yourself and don't make it weird. Back to the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM.
1: Best voices, man, I love Seal. Great stuff. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good morning. You're next on WBSM.
2: Good morning, Tim. How are you? I I really get annoyed with people who are constantly saying when others do not welcome immigrants, it's because they're racist, they're prejudging people, they're all of the things that are said. But when you ask them, including Healy, why they are not taking these immigrants into their homes, they always say they don't have any wiggle room in their, in their places. And they refuse to acknowledge there are a lot of seniors, young people right out of school and college and lots of different scenarios in life where they have no wiggle room in their budget. So it's not, and and a lot of hosts on your you know, there's a host on your show that always says, oh, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. If you, if the people that are calling in saying all of these lovely, virtuous things are not physically taking people into their home, then they need to stop calling other people racist. Because why is it, why, why is it that you can't make room? They don't take up a lot of room. I know people that live you know lots and lots of people all in one apartment. they're not asking for much in a hotel. they just have one room and it sounds like if it has a refrigerator and a microwave, it's good to go so you know it's just nauseating honestly with well, all the virtual signals do do you do you, do you think
1: that we need to to get you know people that are homeless on the streets that are Americans and veterans? Do you think that we need to get them into into homes as well
2: I've been advocating for that. For a long time how, how
1: many of them have you taken into your home
2: i I've had a veteran in my home my you, own child is a veteran
1: so that's that's your child you, but have you have you brought a homeless person no, into here's your home the
2: thing I'm not voting for this crap so i don't i, I don't just, I don't want it I do not pretend to want it and I have
1: so you want to talk my, about virtual signaling it sounds like you're doing the same no, thing I,
2: it's not virtuous I know people that are struggling I know people that have been asked to you know, move out of their apartment. But I think saying to somebody, well, if you want to help no, them, don't no you take them into your home? It's, it's always, the same thing I, if I'm you're not willing to, to do it. People. I'm not pretending to try to help people I can't afford to help. So you don't want to help, help anybody? The then. No, I help plenty of people. People in my life know exactly who I do. But I don't need to go out there and virtue signal to other people as to what I do in my life. And I'm not Then why are you expecting them to do the same? Because, I, because they're all whining about we're not being good enough. And every single person I know personally who voted for this is coming up with lots of excuses, including your governor, including your president, including people who have advocated for these policies. You don't go to the border and invite people here and then say it's a crisis and then not take them into your own home. That is virtue signaling. And I know people who are struggling. Listen, nobody needs to take
1: somebody into their own home to want to be able to see people have help. That's a ridiculous argument
2: about what other people should be doing. It's a ridiculous argument. And to, it's not a ridiculous it argument is. because they're because the people that are t- advocating for this are the last people actually doing something because I know who's doing st- things to help people. And we're not the people telling other people what to do. How about you do with your money what you wish and stop telling other people what to do with their money? It is virtual signaling. It's literally the definition of virtual signaling. Right away, nobody can afford to do it themselves. Then stop telling everybody else what to do because it's really so shallow.
1: Well, there's a difference between being able to pay for something out of your own pocket and taking the money that they're already taking from us and using for social programs and saying, apply some of that money to this.
2: There isn't, because if there's no money left in people's pockets, people generally do, do plenty when they have money to do so. But when you're squeezed to the point where you can't go out and get all the things you're advertising, oh, go out and get a sandwich, go out and get this, I know people elderly people who are struggling and have worked their whole and, lives. And you're, and you're saying, we can do more. $45 million a month adds up. So if you can afford that, maybe get them out of the hotels into your home. Otherwise, stop calling in and virtue signaling. And, when you know, if they were spending nothing, if they were
1: spending $45 million a month and you taking. You've
2: room in your house, take them in. Build a shed, do something. These if are, they were taking $45 industrial. million
1: dollars a month and taking that money and taking Americans who are homeless and taking American soldiers who are homeless and putting them into motels, people would be complaining about that, too. They'd well, be saying, why am I paying for them? They can go and work for themselves.
2: Well, you know what? People are constantly going to complain. But when they tell other people what to do with their money and you watch what's going on with their money, they're eating out every day, buying coffee, spending money wildly and saying I can't oh 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 I can't afford to do it. But I'd like you to do it. Dig in your own pocket. How about that? I know what I'm doing with with, with my money. And you know, I'm just tired of the virtue signaling because that's all it is. Until Healy gets people in her own home and, and goes around showing all the people she's literally housed, then she needs to just stop. It's, it's it's embarrassing she's embarrassing herself she had no plan how about advocate for work permits before you invite people that's not humane oh they're here to work oh but we don't have a pathway you know get your ducks in a row
1: well as as i they're mentioned here. earlier they can't be part of the asylum process until they're already here so okay, it's not so, they, they can't so pre-plan it somewhere plan. else
2: that makes sense so why isn't that changed that's I don't know, really but that's ridiculous. that's
1: immigration code, so that would have to be changed right. at so a higher
2: level. To, they all need to work on that instead of telling us, take them in your homes. We don't know what to do. It's just going to cost you. No, don't stop thinking up things for us to afford. When there were homeless people all on the streets that we've been talking about for years, people are begging. People need stuff. Yeah, well, why don't we get our own house in order before we start importing people that we... That we are now call. So you, a you're
1: just saying that's the same thing that I said you would say that you said you weren't going to say, but that's all right. Well,
2: well that's exactly what we needed to do. And we've all known it for years. If we can't get a handle on what we need to do to provide for our own citizens, we are not doing any humanitarian aid by grabbing other people into the problem. No,
1: we're no. not. Well, I'm going to hold it's you there just because well, I got some other calls, but thank you for the call. Thanks, Tim. And 508 996 0500, you're next on WBSM
4: morning tim how are you um good how are you All Right. you know what i'm thinking this this is why there's so much hatred in this country i swear to god i mean i think if i had the room i would take some people in i, I you know that's just how i am
1: and i would and, um, i have to think that there are people you know they they say you know bring people take people in if you can and i'm sure that there are some people who are
4: right when I was in Danvers, Mass, when I was a kid, my neighbors—they didn't have a penny to their name. They had eight kids, and they had a big, an older home. And do you remember the Fresh Air Club, like um, out of New York and um, mm-hmm. some in Boston? That these young kids didn't yep, have. Bring the to do bring out the there. city
1: kids out to the country and give yep. them a chance. Yep.
4: They, they took in eight more kids, and they'd have them for the whole summer. And they did everything they could with them. We had a pool next door, so we had them over the house for cookouts and all that stuff. You know, there's a lot of prejudice in this country, I swear to God. There I really mean, I is. seem
1: to remember hearing a lot of the same kind of sentiments when Katrina families were brought up here. Yeah. Those yeah. were American citizens that were in need of housing, that were in need of some place to live, that were in need of essentially asylum, and people were against them coming up here.
4: Yeah. And then also, um, oh, say, uh, also, we're allowed to go anywhere, you know, Massachusetts, Massachusetts United States. We can go to any country, and, you know, they don't start a big thing like this. this is ridiculous. But um, uh, I know somebody that married a girl from Haiti, and she's wonderful. I've met her. It's my brother-in-law's cousin's wife. What a nice person. And um, there's just all kinds of, I don't know, all, all these people call this smart. I don't know how you do it, but um, I just don't know. I could never be a talk show host. I'm just
1: having conversations with people, that's all.
4: I know. But you're good at it. And I'm gonna go shopping where I can afford to go shopping. I don't have to go to all these big places, like some people say, like oh, I can't afford this place, that place. Well, there's a a lot of places that are cheaper. Like I'm gonna go to Walmart today, and I'm gonna look for that book. (laughs) 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 You said it's it's there. The book's there. And Um, your book, your book is your book there too? I don't know if it's always at Walmart.
1: Um, I don't know if it's a. It's in in a lot of Targets.
4: They ran out.
1: It's in a lot of Targets.
4: Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: Target. CVS, Walgreens, uh, Barnes & Noble. I know that they they all stock it.
4: And Rite Aid doesn't have yours right now. Well, wow.
1: I sold out, huh?
4: They ran out. They I should, ran I out the of ex- one on Kempton Street.
1: I should expect a nice big royalty check then. The next time the next That's one comes right. in, my royalty checks are f- for like, they're the for like twenty dollars. <laughs> 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 I don't really make huh? a lot of money off, but publishing oh, unless you're unless you're uh, you know Stephen King or Dean Koontz or John Grisham or oh, yeah, um, uh, Jody Picoult, you're not making favorite. a lot of money off books.
4: Dean Koontz and all that. My father's favorite. All that stuff. They I they, don't they want make the big gifts.
1: Pe- yeah, I know. People like Even me King gotta is. go out and hustle and sell our books on the street corner to make any money. I know
4: Stephen King was my ne- next door neighbor's neighbor in Maine. Wow. Yes, my, na- my neighbor beat him up as a child. Yeah. <laughs> we heard a lot of we heard a lot of stories about that.
1: <laughs> I'm a huge fan. I've, I've thought about going to some of like the book signings and different events that he's done, but I've, I've never gone to one because I just think yep, yep. I would get a little too like I, I don't really get gugu eyed around celebrities, but I think around him I might uh, I might have an issue.
4: He's always at the Red Sox games. Yep. Yeah. So he's always there because my, my uh, nephew sat right near him in the same row one time. And got his autograph. But, uh, yeah, he's a scary-looking man. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Just looks like a regular yeah, yeah. everyday guy.
4: I know. Well, yeah. You look great. Thank you. You you look go- you look good both ways. I'll tell you that. Either way. But don't lose any more weight.
1: Oh, I got to. There's still I- still more to go. Um. okay. Got another oh, another thirty kid. forty pounds to go at least, so. Really. I want to get under two hundred, okay. so. Oh,
4: you want to get under two hundred?
1: Yeah, I'm only. Okay. I mean, you can't tell from the photos. I'm only like five foot six, so. Oh okay. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a tall person, so they tell me I should weigh like 130, 140 pounds. I don't think no. I should weigh that. I'd look weird. But I'd like to at least get around <laughs> like 180 or so. Well,
4: but, 180 was good for you. Yeah. Yeah, we're but getting not, there. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go underneath that because. Yeah, they would think that they'd say, I think there's something wrong with them or whatever. Well,
1: we'll see yeah, how I look it. when I get there. So
4: we'll, we'll yeah, take it. You can start eating your sandwiches again
1: and get. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have a great day. All right. You too. Take Bye-bye. it easy. Callers, hang on. We will get to you. I just got to take a break. Back in a few. And I'm going to go back to the phones. Callers, if you're calling in, I apologize if I am uh, not catching you in time. The glare coming in the window is uh, washing out my phone, so I can't really see when the lights are lighting up. But I think I've. Got them here lined up Good morning, you are next on WBSM Hey, good morning How you doing?
5: I'll get you a pair of sunglasses or something I'll send them to you for this city. <laughs> I know this time of year it's real bad Yeah, I could pull the for shade down song. But
1: I was just too lazy to get up
5: But I would just like to throw in some money here And say that uh, The virtual signaling is wonderful Because I do it myself Don't do what I do Just do what I say I do <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, really. Uh, if you get these people a, a place to live, um, yeah, and they don't have jobs, uh, I don't know what I can do for you. Well, can't you, yeah, if you can't work for me, I ain't gonna hire you illegal. You live in Taunton, so we're, right? You're gonna figure this out, you know. Uh, unemployment will go down
1: even more if well, you let them work. So, so you live in Taunton, right? Where they they already had some some uh, Haitian migrants come in. Have you seen any impact of them coming into your community? Hello. Oh, that was weird. Okay. Well, anyway, I was just trying to find out because I'm I'm pretty sure he lives in Taunton. So uh, they had migrant families move in uh, a couple of months back. And that was uh, a big story at the time. And I'm just trying to find out if he's seen any impact on that. But I don't know. I I think sometimes he might um, have a little issue hearing me on his end of the phone. Sometimes some of these phones need to get upgraded that people use. So they, uh, when you know how that works, sometimes when you talk into the mouthpiece, it kind of comes back into your ear, your earpiece and you can't hear the person on the other end. I think that might be a, a situation going on with that phone. Anyway, 508-996-0500. I'll use this uh, opportunity to tell you about Precision Window in Kitchen. Uh, as I said this week, we're going to have some really rough weather. There's going to be, I know it's nice out now, right? The sun is shining now, but there's rain and thunderstorms coming in today. Then whatever happens with Hurricane Lee, We can be guaranteed to get some inclement weather by the end of the week. You're going to have a lot of water falling on your home. A lot of rain falling on your home when you've already dealt with a lot of it over the last couple of days as it is. If your home is in any way leaking, whether it be a leaking roof, whether it be leaking windows, whether it be water leaking around the entryway doors call Precision Window and Kitchen. They can come out, they can take a look at what's going on, they can give you a free estimate of what it will cost to replace those issues and to better protect your home. And you might not even think about this now because... It's, you know, right now it's the fall. It's still a little bit, well, it's not fall yet. It's still summer, but it's a little bit warm out still. You might not even be thinking about all those drafts that might be coming in that once the cold weather comes, you will feel every bit of while you're in your home. So have them come out and take a look at all of that. They can do it all doorway replacements. They can do window replacements. They can even just replace one pane of glass in a window if that's what you need. They can repair your screens, they can fully remodel your bath, your kitchen, they can put vinyl siding on your home to help keep it beautiful. They can replace your entire roof. Whatever it is that you need, call Precision Window and Kitchen first. You can either stop by in their showroom at 1111 cushioned Avenue, talk with them, see some of the materials that they use. Or you can go to precisionwindowandkitchen.com, sign up for that free estimate. They will come out, they will take a look at the project, and they will get back to you. They're not like these other contractors that you call up and it could take weeks before you hear back from anybody. Precision Window and Kitchen will call you back and they will schedule the time to come out and speak with you. They will look at what you need done and they will give you an honest, precise estimate. So check them out online, precisionwindowandkitchen.com. And uh, if you do go there and you do have your home better protected and you're ready for the winter, think of all of that peace of mind. All right. I got to take a break right now. Back in a few. Uh, So much wrapped up in the discussion today. I totally forgot.